comes goes to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a shot. He's They're going to try here. Rushing the center and down the lane. It is Marshall. Scores! Marshall scores! Moving on. Rendemore at the far side. That's broken. Here's a break. And it's Pisani. Scores! A short-handed goal for Pisani. Here comes Connor McDavid, shifting right by Riley, right in, what a goal! My goodness, what a goal by Connor McDavid! Hey, hey, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys and a Goldie podcast. Of course, the Locked On Oilers podcast is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. On today's show, I will be joined by Brian Swain, of course, Edmonton reporter, journalist, um, does a great job on the basketball show on the basketball pod as well but brian can pretty much talk all sports so he's going to join me we're going to have a good little conversation here to get into the orders and free agency and we both love hip-hop music so i'm sure we'll get into some tunes as well not much going on in the world of the nhl as of course we expected this kind of downtime after the the free agent frenzy that lasted about seven ten days we'll see what happens going forward here i, I think once we get into november maybe late november we'll get a date for the start of a possible NHL season if it's going to be kind of a you know sort of a bubble or what they're going to be able to do cases keep on rising all over so uh yeah it's everything's so up in the air right now and we just sit here and we wait we also wait on Oscar Clefbaum's news is is he going to officially just call it a season and then that way the orders can get working and see what they do with that money doesn't mean you go crazy and you spend that money but you still need to bring in a defenseman and uh just to help out there because the top six I think is is set in stone right now and then you need a guy that can come in and out of your lineup we'll see what they do there just some quick news from the world of the nhl uh, sends connor brown has requested a one-year 4.8 million dollar contract in arbitration uh, while the ottawa senators have countered at 2.25 uh that hearing goes on thursday seems eric hollow a guy that i thought maybe the orders could land but that, that seems like a pipe dream right now looks like there's 10 to 12 teams interested in eric hollow so yeah he He's in no rush. I mean, I don't. I know on the two guys podcast yesterday we talked about like maybe these guys are you know like getting nervous. I I don't see it that way. I think these guys are just holding out. They know they're gonna get signed. And uh, look at Halla. He's got ten to twelve teams interested in him, so he can sit there and say, well, I want to see where I want to go, how much money, and all that. So see what happens with Halla. And the Montreal Canadiens have signed defenseman Caden Gooley to a three-year entry-level contract. Of course, Gooley was selected in the first round, 16th overall in this year's draft so good on him you're seeing a lot of these uh drafted guys get signed here and then the, the list of you know remaining ufas is is really really intriguing you still got hoffman out there you know there was reports last week that surfaced that he might be looking for just a one-year deal but i mean you know he's gonna want to go to a good team and you know maybe bet on himself and see what happens there you still got the anthony duclairs the mikhail Granlins, the alex galchenyak like i mentioned just a few moments ago eric Halla. i think the oilers and i know other fans here want to 
want one of these guys and I get it, but I, I think the Oilers are set up front. And I know it's not sexy when you look at McDavid possibly playing with Cassian or Neil or whoever, Ennis or Archibald or JP. But the, 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 I think they need more help on the back end right now. So I think they're going to go that route. And it's going to be it's going to be fun to see who they can try and target and get. It's not going to be a big name, so don't get your hopes up, Oilers fans. But the list, uh, yeah, there's still some quality, quality players there. So we'll see what happens. And, and if they get signed here in the next week or two, I don't think you'd want to go much longer than that. Two other sporting news to the NBA reports are that the Indiana Pacers are set to hire Raptors assistant coach Nate Bjorkren as that's being reported by the Athletics Shams Sharania. So that's probably, uh, that's going to happen as Shams is, always has the beat on all the NBA news. And how about this one from the NFL? The Dolphins named Tua, their starting quarterback. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I am a little surprised. I mean, it's not like the Dolphins are struggling. I saw them play against my Niners and they absolutely crushed them. So this one's maybe this was the plan all along uh, to to have to us get going in this week. So <laughs> I mean the, the talents there came in this following weekend was two for two for nine yards but I mean this game was against the New York Jets and it wasn't close. Uh, so <laughs> yeah it, you know, for the fan, it's going to be fun. They're 3-3 three and three right now, 500. I think Fitzpatrick's been okay, but Tua is named the starter. I know, don't get mad, don't get mad, but I just had to throw that in there as they're, uh, like I said, not a lot of news regarding the NHL. Let me know on Twitter, at HernanTheMan, at LockedOnOilers, uh, which you a fave remaining, realistically, like, let's, let's, I know I'm being a bit of a Debbie Downer when it comes to this, but let's be realistic here. If you have that cleft bomb money, which player would you like to go out and get? For me, it's still a defenseman, and I don't know, I I mean, I don't think you can get a Sammy Vatnin or a Travis Hamannick. I think they're just going to be a little too pricey. Can you bring in a Hutton? Can you bring in a uh, Slater Cuckoo and all that? So let me know. Which UFA remaining do you think the Oilers with that Clefbo money can realistically get? Once again, hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at LockedOnOilers. Don't forget, I'll be back on uh, radio tonight as I'll be with Corey Graham on the Corey Graham Show from 6 to 9. We're going to have Mark Pizik uh, on the show, so make sure to tune into that at uh TSN 1260 online or just on your radio dial at 1260. All right, coming up next, we'll get to my good friend Brian Swain as we go around the NHL, talk some Oilers and maybe some music. This is the Lockdown Oilers podcast with Hernan Salas. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing price based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. BuiltGo combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Three delicious flavors to choose from peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCK and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. 
I'm pleased to be joined now on the Locked On Oilers podcast by my good friend and uh, Edmonton reporter, and of course from TSN 1260s, he co-hosts the basketball show podcast and the '90s podcast as well. Brian Swain, you can find him on Twitter at Brian Swain. Swainer, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Hernan, I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. I know you're a big basketball guy, but you're you're well versed in in all sports, so it's good to have you on. I, I just want to get to the news that broke yesterday that Doc Emmerich is. is is calling it a career. He's, you know what? Like here, we're so used to the Bob Coles and the, and the you know, the Chris Cuthberts and the Jim Houston's and all that. But every time I could catch a game with Doc Emmerich, I, I would totally turn to him. He had such a unique call. I love his goal calls. You know, he did so many NHL games, Olympics and all that. Just uh, your thoughts on the, the great Doc Emmerich. Yeah, I don't think it's only been more recently, I think, that I've had a greater exposure to him. Um, and I've only really come to appreciate him and, and what he's meant to the sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, here in Canada, it's it's like you you say, we grew up on Bob Cole and, and, uh, and the CBC guys. So I've been able to see more of him in recent years, and I came to enjoy him quite a bit because you're right, he did have a very unique style, unique call. And um, it was interesting, like, as I say, I'm just now beginning to understand what he kind of meant to everybody. And when, when that was announced and you just look at the tributes pouring in from across really the, the sports world yesterday, but to, to his career, you kind of begin to understand just how much he, much he meant to the sport. I always go back. And, and for me, he's one of the greatest. And now, I mean, we don't listen to a lot of other radio broadcasts, but like a guy like Rod Phillips here in Edmonton, he's an absolute legend, right? Like he's, he was so passionate about the team and his goal calls, everything about him. Like I, I miss him. And then it's not a knock on anyone that's come after him, but Rod Phillips in his own way, he was so unique and great. Oh, I mean, Rod will forever be, he's synonymous with those dynasty teams. And I, you know, it's like, you can't, you can't picture, you know, the great moments in Oilers history without hearing his voice. And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know what, love him or hate him. And I think 99% of people love him, but you know, either, no matter how you feel about him, you can't deny that he was unique. And and that's what I think makes the broadcast is that we remember him. you know, look back so fondly on is the guys that had those, they were unapologetically themselves and had that unique style and whatever that's, that was, that that's what they did. And I mean, you know, Rod had so many signature calls and his, his persona was one of a kind and you're right. I mean, and yeah, I'll agree with you. It's not a knock on anyone else. I mean, that's a tough act to follow. Joined by Brian Swain, Edmonton sports reporter here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas. Just on that, I mean, like I said, on the like your your go to, like your bread and butter is basketball. Uh, just from all the sports you've watched, who is your favorite announcer of all time? Oh boy, man, that's a tough one. Um, I don't even boy. You totally stumped me on this one. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Like I, I do enjoy the guys that the uh, the Joe Bucks of the world that can do multiple sports. Yeah. Um, I just have you know someone who's dabbled a little bit in doing broadcast myself. I have a great appreciation for them because it's it's so difficult. I mean, right now, for example, I think it's this week that Joe Buck is calling a game every every night in either football or baseball, switching back and forth seven consecutive nights. I mean, it's just incredible. And and I mean, I know you've done broadcasting work too, Hernan. You can appreciate oh, what yeah. the preparation that goes into it. So I admire a lot of guys at that. I mean, as far as like the signature calls go, I mean, you know, Marv Albert's got a lot of them um, yeah. that, that that resonate. You know, you think back to the, to the moments that you remember and there's always those calls that stand out in your head. And I think for me, 
for that, I can think back to uh, probably a lot of those would be Marv Albert. So I guess I'll I'll go with Marv Albert. But there's a lot of guys that that I love, and so like I say, I really appreciate the guys that just uh, they have that diversity to be able to go from one sport to another really seamlessly. Marv Albert's a, a great choice, and I know I put you on the spot there because there's so many right and so many sports and all that, and and, and like you said, the guys that can do multiple and not miss a beat are are truly awesome. Let's get to some Euler talk here. All quiet right now, you know, after the first what was it? you know, six, seven, eight days of free agent frenzy. What did you make of the Edmonton Oilers moves uh, so far this offseason? Probably about as much as they, well, has, I'll put a little bit of coffee on that. I was going to say about as much as they could, but I mean, you know, you can always do better. I think, I think given the constraints they were under both with, you know, the salary space mm-hmm. and um, the fact that the cap isn't going up, you know, I, I think that, uh, that Holland did very well. Um, to get who he did. I know people aren't happy with the goaltending situation, but I mean, once the, you know, once the likes of Markstrom and, and Holtby went off the market, I mean, what were you going to do? Were, were you going to overpay for Corey Crawford? Corey Crawford's not going to get you where you need to be anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, why why tie up $4 million a year and get a guy like him for two years when you need, you know, it, I think you can achieve the same as you can with Mike Smith as you can with Corey Crawford. For example, um, so you know, I know a lot of people are upset to bring back Mike Smith, and yes, if you would rather have had a Braden Holtby or a, a Markstrom instead <laughs> yeah, of, of of Mike Smith, but given the circumstances and what they were able to get him for, I, I thought I thought that was a good move. Um, the no the the no trade guarantee is an interesting one. I uh, don't know why that was necessary, and they might come to regret that, but we'll see. But um, so, the, yeah, I know the the goaltending situation has been probably the most contentious issue to come out of their uh, off season moves. So, but that's kind of how I feel about that. And then I like I like the additions elsewhere. I'm really excited about uh, Jesse Puyarvi coming back. Um, I think you know, even just listening to the interview that he did, he's, he seems to have matured. His head's in a different place. Yeah, I don't think we can really appreciate how much pressure he was under here before. I mean, you know, he comes over as an 18-year-old kid. He has so many expectations on him in a foreign country for the first time. And, you know, the coaching the coaching and management at the time did him absolutely no favors. They did not put him in a position to succeed. So, you know, he's gone away. He's got some confidence. He's grown up a little bit. And he's coming back on, I think, you know, a, a no-risk contract, basically, for the Oilers. So... I like that too, and I like the other signings they made too. Some some good depth signings. So, you know, yeah. I mean, they weren't gonna, they weren't likely to make a big splash, and they didn't. But I think with the little bit of money and, and room they had to play with, I think they did pretty well. Yeah, and on the Mike Smith, I said it yesterday on my podcast. I said the guarantee should have been you got two million dollars because I I still think it was an overpayment for Mike Smith um, and the no trade, and it puts him in a bind because now if Koskinen struggles, no one's taking him at his cap hit, and you can't trade Mike Smith, so you're gonna live and die with them. And let's stick with Jesse Puliari as you brought him up. Listen, I I understand some players have to earn it, and you. You can't just, you know, give guys top six minutes and all that and blah, blah, blah. But it seems it only applies to Jesse Puliari when we're talking in terms of Oilers uh, roster. I don't think you sign Jesse Puliari for two years and bring him back and go through all that to, I mean, he might start in third line, but eventually he's got to get some looks, right? No, I mean, I, I think the, the way I look at this is I think he's going to excel this time around. And I might be, you know... I, I might have the blinders on that one or being overly optimistic, but I think you got a guy that talented. I just think you want to bring him in and, and, and we'll see where he ends up. And I mean, I agree with you, but I think, I think he's going to put them in a difficult situation in the sense that they'll have to make some tough choices about where to play him. And 
that might not be such a bad thing if he's you know if he's if he's playing to the level I think he's capable of. I mean, uh, but yeah, no, you do raise very good points about the contract. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, more with Brian Swain, Edmonton reporter here, of co-host on the basketball show on TSN 1260 here on the Locked On Oilers podcast with Hernan Salas. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, I'm your host, Hernan Salas. You can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan as I'm joined by Brian Swain, Edmonton reporter, co-host on the basketball show. You can find him on Twitter at Brian Swain. And I know people are going to be like, he's a basketball guy. No, Brian can do it all. He does it absolutely all. Brian, uh, when you look around the Canadian teams in the NHL, which one improved the most in your eyes? Improved the most? That's a good question. I mean, I like... I kind of like what everybody, I mean, almost, uh, if we're talking free agency, it's it's a bit of a toss-up. If we're just talking off-season in general, I might have to go with Ottawa. So I think okay. they did really well at the draft. I mean, I think, you know, if you're an Ottawa fan, I know there's been some tough years, and there's probably another tough year or two to come yeah. yet, but man, their future is bright. You look at what, what they've done. I mean, they've, as long as they don't screw this up, and you know they we'll, we'll see the the uh the owner over there has been known to uh to kind of get in his own way a little bit kind of jerry jones it up but um i think they have tremendous potential i i like some of the other things i like um i kind of like what vancouver did actually i mean i know they wanted to keep markstrom but i don't know if you want to uh, sign a 30 year old gold goalie to a six-year deal at six million a pop so i like what they got i think Holpe is 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 a good replacement and they didn't get tied into him for too long and then you know you see what demko can do so i think they made they made some good pickups too i mean i think they got a steal there with uh with nate schmidt mm-hmm. um i like uh winnipeg i think has made some good additions i'm just thinking about the other teams here too uh well t- and then i mean well toronto we could probably do a whole show on toronto <laughs> i mean i don't know what i mean especially now they got they got, s- they got slower right but i mean they, well, they, they got <laughs> slower and older and it's like i i don't know man i don't know i mean they did they address some of the needs i mean i guess if you if they need leadership and they need some grit and toughness well i guess on paper they got that but yeah man i don't know what's i mean i think we're headed for just another the, at this time, well, whenever the season ends next year, I don't know if that's going to be at this time of year, if that's going to be in April or July, or when, but whenever that is, I think we're going to be having the same conversation about the Leafs as we always do. I look at Montreal, like, listen, I think for the now, they did some good stuff, but I think maybe four years down the road with that Anderson and Gallagher contract, it might be in a tough spot, but I really like what Montreal did. And I think Vancouver kind of saved themselves with the Nate Schmidt trade because before that, they lost quite a bit, right? So, and then Toronto, I, I don't think they got worse. I, I just think they got slower. And and like you said, Ottawa did some nice things, but we've seen that in Edmonton. Uh, all those nice prospects and shiny new toys doesn't always to success so we'll see how long it takes them to get back into it and then we wait on Winnipeg what are they going to do with Patrick Liney? Uh Brian you know some tough news last week about uh, you know U Sports Canada West I know you're heavily involved in that just uh, I mean it's been a tough year all around just your thoughts on uh, what does a bounce back look like for U Sports and, and Canada West hopefully hopefully next season yeah well I mean I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit concerned I'm it was a very tough decision they had to make, obviously, to suspend yeah. the seasons. I think it was the right one in the sense that it allows schools to, okay, they know what, what they're dealing with now. They're not having to make contingency plans. Uh, there's not, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of money here. With These these schools don't make a lot of money, and, and to run these programs, it, it costs a lot. And they want to be in, they need to be in as best position as they possibly can to return to play when that time comes. And every decision they can make right now to put themselves in the best position to do that when that day comes, which will hopefully be next fall, 
all. Um, and, you know, I mean, all things considered, I'm confident. Uh, I'll say this. I'm confident that the youth sports conferences, for the for the most part, and their, their member institutions will be able to do that if the world is in a position for us to do that. And that's, of course, what we don't know right now. But I think by doing this, youth sports has done what they can to put themselves in the best position to be able to come back to play when situations in the world are such that we're able to do that. Uh, that said, I mean, obviously it's, it's heartbreaking for the students, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, the kids who get to uh, a lot of them, even, even though they'll have years of eligibility left, they, they may not be back to play again because they may have graduated and just have moved on to the next part of their lives. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of sports, for example, hockey and volleyball. I mean, this will be two consecutive years. We won't have a national championship because yeah. hockey was called off uh, right in the middle. It was, it was the weekend when basically that the world shut down uh, last March was the hockey tournament was championships were just getting started. So they shut those down. Volleyball was set to be the following week. So, I mean, we're going to go two years without champions in those sports. We'll go a year without a champions in, uh, you know, other major ones like basketball, football, um so so it's tough i mean it's it's the things that you know these these kids put so much time and effort into and of course all the coaches and everyone who's involved with the programs and they're not going to get a chance to uh to enjoy you know their their hard work and just everything that comes along with being part of those teams but tough decision i think it was the right decision and now we'll just hope that we're back next fall yeah no i agree you know we i've done some work with them in the last couple of years and it, it's such a it's just just such a fun time and a great people and they like you said the athlete the fans the family the staff like there's never a complaint i, I don't think by anyone so let's hope here uh that the, the world is a different place next year and, and we can get back to some some normality in our lives here brian now uh, one last one here we're both huge hip-hop fans uh listening to anything new these days are you are you like me and still playing the the 1990 track Ugh. I've barely listened. If if I'm listening to anything new, it's by some. It's it's from an artist that's been around since the '90s. Put it that way. So <laughs> yeah, I, I listen. I can't get with the new stuff, and I'm not trying to be that old guy who's no, like, no. Uh, you know, dead, uh, who's judging all the new stuff and doesn't want to hear it. But I I don't know. I just can't get with it. But I mean, probably probably my best uh, my top album of the year would have to be Run the Jewels for. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but I mean, again, those are guys that have been around since the '90s. So the new Nas is really good too. King's Disease. Um, it's got a it's got a track there where the firm gets back together. Him, uh, Foxy Brown, Dre, Az. Yeah. So yeah, those 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 are probably my my favorite ones for this year. But again, like like I say, those are from artists that have been around forever. So. For the newer guys, yeah, I'm not. I, I wish I could say this. This is when you know you're getting older. Now, like if one morning you just wake up and it's like you know you're just not feeling new stuff anymore. And I, I was holding out for the longest time. I'm like, you know, I'm <laughs> gonna be young forever. And then there's just that one day when it's just like, what is this stuff? And that's yeah. when you know you're old. And it's it's so different because I'm I'm kind of going down this wormhole of like the diggable planets and De La Soul and oh I'm man, a, that's good I'm stuff. A, I'm a big tribe guy, you know, like, uh, it's just like kind of that jazzy stuff just, and the flow is just like the Diego Planet's flow is just so like smooth. There's, it's just, and it's so different from what we're hearing now. Like my nephew's 23. Right. So like, sometimes he's playing stuff. I'm like, what is this? Like, good yeah. Lord. Right. Like I, I, I'm just a huge early nineties hip hop guy. And I don't think I'll ever get out of that era. No, I, I don't want to get out of that era. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, like all that early nineties stuff that was, was heavily on the jazz samples. So I mean, tribe, did a lot of that you mentioned yeah. Digital planets um anyone really from the native tongues collective black sheep there there's so oh, many yeah. of them uh 
um, Gangstar used a little bit and, and Guru on his uh, Jazzmatazz solo projects. Uh, that that is all really good stuff, and like some really creative and inventive stuff that um, you know influenced largely influenced, especially the, the innovative use of sampling for for the next uh, years to come. Although I can't say I hear too many echoes of it in today's music. No, no, <laughs> not an awk. It's just I guess it's our preference is what we grew up on. So I mean, to each their. Hey, own. Just a minute, man. You're, we're old. That's <laughs> we're that's, old. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Just what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. No. Though Brian, this has been a fun chat. Uh, all the best, and I know we'll be in contact soon, my friend. Uh, oh, and where can uh, people find your work? I know you do a lot of, of the uh, podcasting and all that for the basketball show. Yeah, so basketball show, we're, we're dropping shows pretty regularly. Uh, I guess you uh, at, at the basketball show on Twitter is probably the best place to follow that. And of course, it's on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and, uh, and the TSN1260.ca website. And then myself, I have the 90s basketball show, which drops every Sunday. So uh, yeah, I encourage everybody to, uh, to check that out. If, especially if you've been listening to us for the last five minutes talk 90s hip hop, then you'll love the 90s basketball show. Yeah, I know. Awesome. It's, it's- a great podcast i really enjoyed and, and just like you i'm a huge charles barkley guy so i love that man he makes me laugh like no other but brian thanks again for taking some time here on tuesday uh all the best my friend same to you man thanks for having me man that was fun once again a big shout out to my good buddy and colleague brian swin of course edmonton reporter and co-host producer on the basketball show and he does a wicked 90 show on sundays so make sure you check him out on twitter at brian swin all right we got to get out here producer marco is flashing the red light thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to the podcast today. Always appreciate the downloads. Remember, you can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan, at LockedOnOilers. Don't forget to subscribe and download on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a great review. You've been listening to the Locked On Oilers podcast. For producer Marco, I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Have a great day. We'll chat soon. Yeah.